why are you here? What is your soul journey? These are all questions every human being asks themselves at some point in their life. And guess what? The answers to your big questions are very simple. Hi, I'm Stacy, aka Kidamu. I'm a born psychic medium, and I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. In this episode, I'm going to help you with some of the big, deep questions we ask ourselves. Also, of course, everyone's favorite Q&A. After several requests, I will try to add more questions from listeners in future episodes. Now, episode six will be devoted entirely to the Q&A, and I will answer as many questions as possible. So if you have been planning to write in, make sure to do so. Thank you so much for writing in. So keep listening, and I hope you enjoy today's chat. Why are you here? This question is often misunderstood as something we ponder about our actual existence. Your state of being is not a thought to be pondered, but an expression of life itself. Now, this is my opinion and my experiences I have learned from my higher self, my spirit guides, and celestial beings. We all ebb and flow as the universe does, just like the tides do. You are here is a simple answer, yet our reality has evolved it into something far more complicated. You are here simply to ebb and flow with life because you are life. Yep, I told you, it's that simple. I know this is not the simple answer you were hoping for. We judge the meaning of life by attainment, growth, change, something mighty. Life is indeed about growth, change, and might. However, the complications arise when we conflate and confuse these with our earthly desires. I get it. You are in survival mode. We all are. We gotta eat. We have bills to pay. We have loved ones to care for. This is part of our reality, and I'm not saying that in order to go with the flow of life, you stop all essentials of survival. You are doing these things to keep yourself alive and happy. This is part of your experience in this reality. We have bodies that need nourishment and desires we want to fulfill. Balancing your flow, your life spirit with survival, it's a dance. Some dance faster. Some slow, some jive, and some dip and some take a bow. The magic is to balance the flow of life and survival on earth together with grace and poise. It's the flow of the balance that makes it merge into one magical dance. Graceful moves are the flow of life and survival on earth together. For example... Many spiritual beings get caught up in their attainment and enlightenment, truly learning and understanding the purpose of your soul. You can easily forget survival mode and stop eating, stop relationships, stop survival. You are meant to be here. You are already part of life. Trying to attain ascension on earth and abandoning your physical being stops the flow of your life. At the other end of the spectrum, striving to fulfill short-term rewards and desires leave us empty and hollow and searching for more. 
You are not here to make it big and become the richest person in the world. And you're not here to be poor and struggle. You are here because you are life itself. You are the flow of the universe. This is why the big word manifestation (laughs) is used all the time. You can manifest because you are life. You are energy. You are part of it all. Sally manifestation has been taught as a means to attain short-term desires. Manifest love, manifest money, manifest new life. These things are part of your survival existence. Life is asking you to manifest yourself. Once you got that, Bam! You got it all, my beloved. Now, reminder, we are not perfect beings. It's okay to want material things and want short-term gains and rewards. But being aware of that is what helps you balance your life. After all, part of our existence on this plane we call planet Earth is to live in physicality, physical growth, gain, and rewards. These things are part of our growth and change to better understand who we are, what we are, and why we are here. This is the fastest track to learning it all. This is why so many keep coming here and coming back over and over and over again. You are experiencing things physically at a fast rate. This is pretty much like learning on the job. The more you understand and grow, the easier the ebb and flow life becomes. But the only way to do so is by making mistakes. You learn the fastest when you are wrong. Nobody learns anything when they're right all the time. The only way you can make mistakes and learn from them is by having a physical experience, which implies having physical gains and desires. This is your evolution, your manifestation of you. Now, this is a deep conversation, but I'm trying my best to simplify a deep question we all have. So I hope this helped remind you what an amazing being you are. Now, the last part of my segment and my favorite Q&A These are my opinions, so please take them as such. Hi, Stacy. Love your podcast. It's helped me so much to learn and know I'm not alone in being a medium. I have seen spirits my whole life, and I still struggle today with my fear of them. I feel like I'm a giant magnet for spirits. How can I stop this fear or stop all these surprise visits from spirits? The scared medium, Haley. Hi, Haley. I'm sorry to hear you're feeling scared about these visits, and, well, rightfully so. Nobody wants a random stranger in their space at any time, and I understand your concern. I think... Feeling scared is a totally normal response. I mean, when I think back on it, I wasn't scared as a very young child, like mm, toddler years till maybe five, six years old. 
And that's only because over time, the spirits I saw were not nice at all. It's a normal response to feeling fearful of spirits. After all, it's not something you normally see or deal with naturally and understand fully. It's like your spidey sense. I will tell you what has helped me. Um, so taking control of your energy and space is the number way to prevent unwanted spirits. If you don't give them the time of day, eventually they move on. The more you fear and give attention to entities, the more they stay because they can sense your fear. Tell it this is your home and get the F out. You don't have to be pleasant, nor do you have to ask nicely. Nothing can hurt you unless you allow it to. You live in a reality of physicality. You can use your energy to make something happen. They can't. They need to use someone in order to make something happen. You are in power and in control. Stand your ground. You can always ask upon Archangel Michael or whoever you feel connected with to help you with your fear and keep your space negative spirit free. Kali is another great goddess you can call upon to kick some negative spirit booty out. Nobody messes with her. I have learned to use her energy to take my stand with lower entities when I needed to. This is the power we should all harness against negativity. You are demanding and creating healthy boundaries, which is the number one thing all mediums need to do with spirit. Last but not least, protection of your space and home. You are 100% correct. Feeling like you're a magnet for spirits because, well, we are. If you have ever lucid dream, you might have explored the next closest dimension to us. Mm, like the upside down world in that TV show, Stranger Things. Although it's not all black and void, it's very dark, like a dark sepia coloring. Any light just barely shines there. It's not a bad place. It's just there. In my experience, it felt like just a in-between doorway, if that makes sense. Most light beings don't hang there, but I found many earthbound spirits and heavier entities use this as the closest portal mm, doorway to interact with us. There's a lot more to it, but I just want to help you understand what they see. So because we shine bright like a spotlight and because we are open and tapped into energy, we are a giant beacon for spirits. You can't dim your light and nor should you ever, but you can help prevent spirits from invading your space and home. My home is my sanctuary and I treat it as such. There are many ways to help clear and protect your home. But I'm going to share what I do since it has worked and my home is pretty random free for many years. Palo Santo and White Sage are often used to help clear and protect your space. I try to use these very minimally because both are endangered. If you must use these, please try to purchase from an indigenous tribe business. Sage is a great, powerful cleanser but it clears all energy, good and bad. 
It's like a reset button. So after you sage, you want to then establish positive energy in your home. Palo Santo turns heavier negative energy to positive. I personally prefer Palo Santo because it just feels more gentle to me, and I prefer the scent. I often like to use holy water or floater water as well. You can put some in a spray bottle, or just dab your fingers in it and mark your front door, doorways, and windows. I do this while saying some protective words. It's up to you what you feel you want to say. I personally ask our angel Michael to help clear my home and energy of anything not of the light, and help protect my space from anything that is not of the light. I also ask for peace, love, harmony, and wisdom to remain present in my space. I do this whenever、uh, I feel my space needs it. I don't have to do it all the time, but I try to do it. I would say about every season at least. Some people feel the need to do it all the time, and I feel if you don't welcome bad energies into your life, you don't have to constantly protect and clear your home all the time. Some other ways I use is a clearing floor wash. I have wooden floors, so I add some to my cleaning solution. It's like a ghost be gone for floor wash. You can find these from. Um, I think most new age shops, or maybe even a white witch practitioner. I personally purchased mine from my favorite practitioner, Madame Phoenix, in Canada. She makes all her own candles, bath washes from her own garden. She grows all her stuff is amazing, and I can tell she puts a lot of love into her products. Another protection I have are witches' bells. This is an ancient custom used to keep bad energy out. You can purchase witches' bells at any New Age shop, or I've seen them on Etsy. If you're not able to find a store near you, Etsy could be a possibility for you to check out.、Um, so what you do is you hang them on your front door, and the sound of the bells disrupts the heavy energy coming in. It works great for visitors coming to your home, sort of like the evil eyes some people hang in their home. And last tip: crystals. You. Can bury certain crystals in each corner of your home or garden, and you can also add the medallion of Saint Joseph to protect your home if you believe in saints. And don't forget, when you're doing a clearing of your home, always leave your windows open when you are clearing your space. This is so important. So these are my tips. I have more heavy-duty energy clearing tips that I can give out, but I will save that for another episode. I hope my answers have been helpful to you. I do try to give as much knowledge as I can, so nobody feels afraid or lost in their gifts. You got this, and remember, you are the light. Dear Kino Moon, you mentioned elementals in your previous episode. I am fascinated with the world of fae. I have never seen one, but I like to believe they are real and out there. You mentioned you saw more in certain parts of the world.、Uh, where may I ask? I would like to travel one day to experience or see an elemental, Moxie Moon. Hi, Moxie Moon. First off, I want to say, wow, I love your name or username.、Um, can I use it? <laughs> Just kidding. The Fey are everywhere, but the majority of my experience with Fey have been in much older cities. I don't know why, but this has been something I notice. 
I have felt and seen more elementals on the East Coast of North America than the West Coast. I did have one brownie that lived in my old house back in Baltimore. And I also had Faye help my garden grow so quickly. I kid you not. It was amazing. One thing Faye often tend to do to me is tickle my cheek. I don't know why, but they do this to me and it kind of feels like a funny zap tickle when they want to get my attention. Now, the brownie I felt in my home back in Baltimore enjoyed our home. I didn't do much to keep him happy. <laughs> Some people will leave milk and treats out like an actual house guest. Um, I just kept my house clean and let it do its thing, which seemed to be mostly be intrigued by us. One night, though, as I was sleeping soundly, I heard and felt a tiny presence in my bedroom doorway. And it began to speak another language to something else or to itself. I'm not sure. I have never, ever heard this type of language. I can't even replicate how it sounded. It was so different. The best I can describe it, it was kind of like a Gaelic sound. Once it noticed I had awoken, I saw the tiny shadow of it run off in a hurry when I asked my spirit guides what it wanted, I was told it was just curious and wanted to make sure we were safe while the house slept. I have never saw or heard it again, but I knew it was there and that is the only time I had a brownie in my home. Uh, another place I have heard of that has many elementals is of course Ireland, Scotland, and England. They have fae tours and education. I'm sure it would be so much fun to go and learn so much. So let's go. <laughs> Kiddo Moon, how did you learn so much on how to handle and understand being a psychic medium? I have taken many workshops and seen countless readers and none seem to really give me useful advice that I haven't heard or can Google. Your advice about asking spirits if they are of the light has helped me so much. I was questioning a guide if it was really my guide. And after listening to your tips, I realized it was not feeling like love or a healthy connection to me. I asked the question and OMG, it refused to answer. Thank you. Thank you for this advice. So many readers were charged so much money to give useless advice and not a single one has ever mention asking the spirit the light question. You are amazing and I want you to know that. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge to our community and everyone. Avid listener and light worker, Adia. Um, Adia or Adia, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. Wow, thank you so much. I'm so very happy to hear you enjoy my podcast and try out my tips on dealing with spirit and fake guides. I think it's amazing the New Age community is so much bigger now and more open and accepting, but that also brings in a lot of people trying to profit off it as well. Personally, I have struggled for so long and still do with charging money to help people by using my gifts. I spent many years always doing it for free. However, I had to learn the hard way that people often value things when they have paid a value to it. I wish it wasn't like that, but that has been my experience in the 20 plus years being a reader. So I digress, but 
yes, there are so many practitioners out there that might not have all the answers yet or are regurgitating what they paid to learn or, well, sadly, simply a scammer. I have taken some workshops in the past and gone to readers mostly because I want to connect with another person that's like myself. It has been lonely, but I have learned to understand the isolation I feel when it comes to this part of my life is okay. I don't subscribe or follow anyone's teachings. So many times clients will mention other practitioners that have books or TV shows, and I have no idea who they are. I always just followed my higher self in the light. And you know what? I'm thankful to have learned so much on my own. Now, I am not saying I don't read up on spirituality, but I pick and choose what feels right to me. There are some part of Buddhism I follow and some of Christianity and some not religious at all. You don't have to spend so much money to learn something that is already there and available for all of us. You just need to take the time and practice and follow your gut. I know, I know, it's much easier said than done. This didn't all happen overnight for me. It took me a long time and many life experiences to get where I am today. And I know there's even more to learn. It is never ending. If you need any more advice, feel free to write in. I don't want anyone to ever feel lost or scared of their gifts. And thank you so much for your question. And remember to always be kind to yourself. This concludes episode four of the Survival Guide of a Psychic Medium. Each episode is uploaded every Thursday. If you would like to send in a question for me to answer, you can do so via my website, kiddomoon.com, or simply email me at kiddomoon at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram under the same name, kiddomoon. Please note that episode six will be devoted entirely to the Q&A. So if you have any questions on your mind, please write in and maybe your question will be picked. Remember, stay kind to yourself and to others. Talk to you next time.